to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. Uh, my name is Ash, and I'm joined with uh, two members of my firefighting family. I got uh, Scott. Hey. And we have Todd. Hello. And uh, Todd's zoned out on a photo without an article attached, I guess, so no... Making stuff up. Yeah, yeah so totally. we're kind of ma- making up our news here. But uh, what are you looking at? Uh, it's a group of four uh, FDNY firefighters uh, appear to have uh, some sort of rebreather system on their back. Mm-hmm. So no comments, no nothing. There, there's no context to it. Then, of course, just reading all the comments, people are like, reading like, what? They're carrying two SCBA bottles now? Are they filled the same as MSA or Scott? Uh, what in the Ghostbusters is going on here? <laughs> but, yeah, who knows? There's uh, no real comments. It just there's a couple of decals on it. It's a, it looks like a dragger system. And um, some of the decals on it. Uh, so there's a special operations command, so hmm. who knows what they're doing. But, yeah, definitely re- oh, rebreather system. For rail tunnels. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. for when they're underground for a long time. There you go. Yeah, slick. Because they, I think, I don't know how long a rebreather lasts for. I, I remember, I think it was like several hours mm-hmm. rather than 40 minutes. Going right. back or in my case, 20 minutes. 20 minutes, yeah. yeah. If I'm really lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Control your breathing, sure. <laughs> 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 I'm controlling it quickly. <laughs> oh yeah, the Brooklyn uh, freight service tunnel is 3,600 feet in length. Mm-hmm. Wow. Train. Yeah. They, dem- they demonstrated it and trained first responders on rebreather equipment in an underground environment with smoke and other conditions. So I guess if there's like a subway or a train on fire in a tunnel, right, right, yeah. interesting. Yeah, you don't want to be down there and be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's no quick out. Okay, I gotta walk 3,000 feet back up. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I know, uh, side note, I was looking, um, so it looks like uh, yesterday, um, a couple of members of uh, CMAT, it was called the Canadian Medical Assistance Team, um, they arrived in Poland and met with the Canadian ambassador to kind of figure out what their structure for the response plan is out in Ukraine mm. to assist with right. uh, some of the medical uh, issues of all the um, people crossing the borders and stuff and looking yeah. for right. Mm. Yeah, so I've got actually, there's a couple people that I know that worked with CMAT in the past, and that's why I started, I started following them. Um, and I know there's, reading through all of our online stuff um, for the province, there's a lot of people that are trying to get groups together and start to um, vol- or get their name on the list to volunteer as well. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing those uh, Ukrainian firefighters, you mentioned them last week. Yeah. But then this week, the nuclear power plant caught fire. That's right. Managed to put that out, which is, like, but it, I, I think it sounded like it wasn't actually in the plant itself. It was like a training section part of the plant. Oh, okay. But it's still a little bit freaky. Yeah, the idea of that. The biggest right? nuclear power plant in Europe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fire. Still definitely warns a fuck you, Putin. Yeah. yeah. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, probably not here first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Isn't it Puck Putin? Isn't that, someone has, they made a shirt, like. Oh, yeah. Black helmet, make sure. Black, black helmet, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Puck, Puck Putin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. <laughs> Sounds like a hockey player. That's right. <laughs> Puck Putin. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, sweet. So we'll, on that, we'll move on to our first uh, tick on the board there. Um, <laughs> Terrible tick the, on the board. The new job town. Yeah, yeah, holy. So we've been a little busy lately. Um, I guess the last uh, 20 to 30 days have been the month of structure fires here for us um unseasonably busy when it comes to structure fires like we're, we're actually like 
for our area, we're actually a pretty busy department. Uh, but, I mean, we've had, like, back to back to back, two days off, another one. A day or two off, another one. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so the rumor in town is there's someone starting fires. But it's yeah, like, exactly. Well, the, uh, there's a couple of fires that are suspicious, but none of them, like, are, none of them seem like connected. Yeah. Like, there was one that was definitely, we know how it started within the house. There was another one that was, we know how it started because there was a video of it. Yes. <laughs> there's, like, and there's one that was literally, like, uh, electrical failure. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, yeah. Small there town is, gossip? No, that never yeah, happened. So. Exactly. Facebook, Facebook groups and such. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they're all linked, and it's this big, uh, Conspiracy that's CSI. going, going yeah. through town. I mean, luckily we have a whole bunch of Facebook CSI certified yeah, people. Absolutely. So, I mean, so in between their war strategy, strategy uh, yeah. for the uh, <laughs> is that you that shared, shared that? Yeah, like oh, just like that. All the uh, all the the doctors for COVID or whatever it was all the COVID experts are uh, are now uh, war war, war strategy experts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we had another one the other day. Uh, I guess actually just last night. Yeah. Um, we actually had three. I was going to say, yeah. Do you want yes. to put your first uh, call in of a structure fire? Yeah, so right around <laughs> dinner time, yeah. structure fire call comes in. Right mm. in the middle of, like, down, well, not downtown, in, like, mm. pretty heavy urban. And like, yeah. Oh, and I'm like, huh. And it came in as, like, heavy gray smoke coming from a... Uh, yeah, building from the eaves. And the building from the eaves of the house. Oh, this might be good. Sounds pretty all right. So it was right by my house, like, not my, just down from my house and. uh... Warren, his uh, duty officer, was actually was actually away. So I'm like, as we're driving, I'm like, oh, no one's answering. I'm like, oh yeah, right, he's away. So mm-hmm. I answered. I'm like, All right. <laughs> and then I'm reading the address, and like, hmm. like a certain British fellow who, who may have been on here <laughs> for quite some time on this podcast. <laughs> he lives right by there. <laughs> so I was like, hmm, <laughs> that's interesting. Then I kind of like, ah, it's probably not that house. <laughs> so get down there. And as we're driving around, then the dispatch updates. The caller also indicates it might just be a cooking, a barbecue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, uh, cool. Like single caller. It's always a single caller. When there's a single caller, it's usually yeah. like, like <laughs> yeah, kind of throttle can. back. Mm-hmm. So three or four of us drive around looking for them. And all I see is a little whiff of smoke, like a little bit of barbecue smoke. And you can smell a barbecue in the air. Mm-hmm. Get the address of the caller, go over, because it's like, the caller says it's like one block to the west or whatever. So I show up. I'm like, oh, hey there. And they're like, oh, yeah, I think it's just a barbecue. I'm like, oh, well, where is it? So they point. I'm like, <laughs> it's Carl's house. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so we're over there talking to him. He's like, I can't even. I can't do his accent, but he's like, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Can't even do a burger. Can't even cook my burgers without without fire department showing up. <laughs> He just so misses us. Yeah, so there's that one. Yeah, Carl's at the uh, COVIDs. Pretty, yeah, yeah, uh, it's, ru- it's running through the house pretty. Yeah, not in the hospital, but he's had pretty yeah. bad. Like mm. he's hacking up a lung. Like, I was talking lingering about, yeah. symptoms too. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I saw him today, and he's and he's sounding a lot better. Um, sounds like he's going to be uh, coming out of uh, retirement here pretty quick. Yeah. So, yeah, well, hopefully coming up this week. Yeah. Well, while we'll well, I was at that call, mm-hmm. um, uh, you didn't know about this, but. But, um, there was a, um, so I'm at where they're talking to Carl and <laughs> there's like three police cars there as well. Yeah. And we're like, <laughs> so turn out the police were there that were next door for, uh, like a domestic issue or something. Oh, really? <laughs> so they're next door. We're on this side. And it was funny cause it was like, it reminded me of the, the, I don't know, like the cartoons where the sheepdog and the, 
Well, I mean, not saying we don't like each other, but they they were like over the fence to each other, and the police are coming out. They're like, "You guys get called for this?" We're like, no. And Carl's like, "Did you get called for this?" <laughs> and they're like, "No, we this your neighbors are an issue." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, he burned his hamburgers." <laughs> so they're, like, so they're laughing that yeah, we kind of crossed paths. It was funny, but it was just a coincidence. Like all oh, this apparatus and all these right? police cars are in this one thing for burnt hamburgers. <laughs> Burn and I don't think they were even burnt. I think Carl's trying to cook. Oh, I think it was just yeah, yeah like, just cooking hamburgers. Mm-hmm. But I think the way is yeah, the soffit or the uh, like his roof on his um, yeah. overhang of his deck mm-hmm. was designed to just c- catch the smoke and it build up perfectly and made it look like it was on fire. Was this his first inaugural spring barbecue? It may, it may have last year. I almost burned my fucking deck down. <laughs> like, it was, no, it's pretty warm. Yeah, so, yeah maybe it is his first. Month. Heat everything up, you know, burn everything off because yeah. any mice were running around in the winter, right? So I'm burning, burning it off. And uh, <laughs> you can just do a look in there to see if there's any mice inside your barbecue. Oh, no, I did, but I, I didn't want <laughs> you to get it all hot. And I didn't want yeah, to yeah, use, right? yeah. give it a brush. So yeah. I'm burning, and that's <laughs> my daughter. She's like, Dad, barbecue smoking. I'm like, Yeah, I know, it's okay. She's like, No, like a lot. I'm like, Ah, it's fine. <laughs> Okay, I'm like, hmm, that sounded weird. Okay, <laughs> gray smoke billowing out. I'm like, oh shit! We're running outside. The entire thing is just rocking. Yeah, I had to reach under, shut the propane off, <laughs> grab the uh, the little uh, with the, the fire extinguisher cans, but some like the um, like cold fire, cold fire, yeah. Yeah. yeah, cold fire can I have, and just douse the shit out. It was rocking. <laughs> what you notice? Yeah. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> Nice. Like, thank you, Olivia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, that was our awesome. first structure bar call of the night. That wasn't mm-hmm. a structure bar, so we're like, I, mm-hmm. so we'll all head back home. Yeah. Like, two hours later, structure structure fire call. Oh my God, Jesus. And it's in an area where we've had a fair amount of structure fires. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, this one might be a thing. And I could see visible flame when I was responding. Yeah. So I was like, already like, oh, okay, this is actually something. So yeah, we're like. Someone, as we're getting on the truck, someone's like, this one's going to be a goer for sure. <laughs> I mean, we, we've had three last, the previous week, so it's yeah. not like mm-hmm. we're itching for them. <laughs> yes. And like you said, that area, you know, generally it's either it's a good grass fire yeah. or into a bush fire or mm-hmm. yeah. residence. So yeah. as the duty officer arrives, it's actually, it's a guy, he's trying to fire smart his property. He just decided to do it at nine o'clock at night. So <laughs> he's, he's burning his grass off and like dry grass around his house off mm-hmm. at night at night. So of course it's like drawing all, and it's, he's kind of up on a little plateau. So he's drawing all the attention. Yeah. So we're like, you put your fire out. <laughs> so there's a little bit of discussion on that one. So anyways, we end up, he put that one out. So, mm-hmm. like, so then now, yeah. what is it? now it's like four more hours goes by. Now it's yeah, like, so we're like one, one thirty in the morning and this call comes in, but going back to the previous one. So in our truck, I was on the second truck we got cleared first and we're on our way back to the hall. One of our other guys is like, it's like, well, that's two. And they were both kind of bull- bullshit. Like the first one, it was, there was flames that were cooking a burger. This one, there's actually visible flames. So like, we're obviously going to get a third one tonight and it's going to be something big, like a big rock. And like, I don't know, our packing house. Cause like, we always joke about this. It's an old building. Yeah. There's a thousand bins and pallets stacked outside. It was a massive building. And it's yeah. a massive building. So he's like, I don't know. It'd be like, I don't know, the packing house. And I'm like, fucking shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but also that'd be awesome. But also, it'd be pretty sweet. So we get back to the hall. We wrap up. Everybody goes home. We all go to bed. One thirty in the morning. 
Uh, structure fire, visible flames coming from uh, a mm-hmm. building, and they rattle off the address, and I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> it's literally right by... This language? I know, this is the last time, too. fired up. <laughs> but it's like, next door to the packing house. So, like, I don't know the packing house address, but I'm like... It's on that It's, it's, it's on right there. Like, it's they could easily be mistaken for that address. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So then, and then... Because it's in the area. No one's mm-hmm. at the exact address. It's in the area of this... Of yeah, these two yeah streets. two cross streets, yeah. Mm-hmm. So and like, the fact is, like, two of our members have businesses down in that area, too. So yeah. they're both thinking, when they roll in, they're both thinking, well, one of them is a duty officer. One of them is a duty officer. The other guy's, like, he rolls in, and he's, like, he's thinking it's his shop's on fire. Because that's, like, the exact corner. He's like, ah, yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we, all we can see is, like, we can just see the glow from you the hall. see the glow, The yeah. glow, and there's, like, smoke pouring, like, smoke coming over the hall. We're like, ooh, this is a big one. Like, yeah. we can see the. Um, I I could I think we can almost see the tops of the flames, yeah. and the <laughs> hall is only a number of blocks away from it as well. Yeah, yeah. So it turned out it wasn't none of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was actually a pretty. Uh, was, I mean, it wasn't a small shed. It was like a fair size kind it of was garage. Big. It was yeah. like a garage mm-hmm. cooker shack. I don't like know multiple that. bay garage. Yeah. Um, storage, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I I, mean, I don't ever recall actually seeing it because it's it's kind of in an old farm like. One of the few farms that's left in downtown, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's not really mm. a farm anymore. I think they're trying to sell it and build condos or something. Yeah. So, um, but there's lots of, uh, what are those, um, what are those trees? Uh, elm. Elm. Willow? Is it elm? Willow? No, it wasn't Willow. Um, they make your allergies all... Burn. Cottonwood. I don't know. Cottonwood. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> cottonwood. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cottonwood trees are horrible. Yeah. yeah. All the shit accumulates everywhere and it's just... Yeah, huge fire on the ground. So the cottonwood trees are going up, the, the buildings going up, the <laughs> grass fires going. Like, oh, because I mean, it's been pretty warm here in the last few days. It's like, yeah. it's going pretty good. So yeah, we uh, yeah we came around the corner. It was, but it's one of those things like I was, you know, fully involved. Most of the times when when guys hear with the radio, fully involved, it's not fully involved. Mm-hmm. Like it's heavily involved or yeah. partially involved, but it's never fully involved. This is fully involved. You know what? Fully involved when you can. The yeah. fire is making the you can see the outline of all the um of all the trusses and everything in that yeah. <laughs> in the structure. Mm-hmm. Like you can see the wall board <laughs> the walls, like yeah. Yeah, it was fully It was involved. definitely fully that one was fully involved. Like that mm-hmm. deserves a fully involved thing. Yeah. So it's like, okay. As soon as we see that, we're like, okay, like defensive, we're not going like we'll go near it, but we're not going in it. Yeah. And then you know, no and the only thing that there was only one exposure and it was um a pickup truck. Yeah. And was actually not that far away, but yeah, no. it was definitely getting a little warm. Like it was, yeah, like the fender flares melt, melted off of it. The mirror melted. Yeah, um, there was some heat damage, but it wasn't yeah. on fire by any means. So I think the big thing on that fire was the because uh, again we were in the urban area, mm-hmm. but it's kind of an urban rural, or like so it's like okay, because one of the discussions we we've been having lately on these fires is like um, we'll yell back and forth to each other as we get on the truck. Who's, who, who's got the hydrant? Because we kind of leave it up to uh, the, the the trucks. Yeah. Um, sometimes the IC will call it, but like we've discussed too. So yeah. we're like, so I yell at these guys. I'm like, you guys got the hydrant? They're like, yeah, we've got the hydrant. Because we're like, okay, because we know it's, it's mm-hmm. rocking. So we're like, okay. So we pushed in. But then as uh, as we're starting to go, I, I called the duty officer. I said, hey, um, where's the nearest hydrant? So he says where it is. And we're trying to figure out. I said, do you want a split lay or like a straight lay? And he's like, Straight lay. Okay. <laughs> so we almost run out of, uh, well, you can explain. Yeah, so we got called as the second unit. Uh, we, we were going to be water supply. So we're listening to this, and 
Scott's like, oh yeah, do we want split lay or straight lay? And I'm I'm already thinking like, I seen where where it was. I'm like, it's a long ass driveway. I'm like split lay actually be fucking sweet, but straight straight lay is fine. I don't know what kind of like turnaround there is yeah. once you get in there. But so, not, we're not boots on the ground, so yeah, he's the, the duty officer's there getting mm-hmm. the call. So, so okay, sold. Um, so we're getting close, and then, so he relays that there's one hydrant kind of right across the street. Like, oh, okay, perfect. So we're going to grab that and then push in. Oh, hang on. It's a purple hydrant. So in our area, that means it is, uh, reclaimed water. So it's from our shit pots, <laughs> um, which is fine. But right now, in winter conditions, they are shut off. Right. So... Then it's the quick switch. We happen to respond a different way than you guys did. Mm. So the next closest hydrant, we would have had to drive past the fire, turn around, tag that hydrant, and come back in. Or we saw, like when we heard that, there was one directly behind us. So we stopped quickly, tagged the hydrant, and then laid every supply line that we had, excluding one length, to get mm. to the fire. So like we drained the hose bed, um, which is a pretty solid lay. Yeah. Um, Two of us hopped out. Um, the one guy that has the business across the street from this, he's got a camera. And I asked him, like, you got any footage of the two officer hydrant hit? Because <laughs> like, I jumped jumped out. I'm like, hey, I got it. And then we, we realized it was a, a little bit behind us. So I can't we have to be dragging the hose to the hydrant. And then, like, it's a long way. And we're going to be all over the road with it. So Rob's like, hey, I'll hop out and we'll like help lay the hose off the road so we're not taking up the entire roadway um yeah fine because by by that time we're going to be advancing the truck we'll be advancing manpower right. if it takes rob and i an extra minute sure so we hit the hydrant we got the truck tied tied into you guys um yeah it was a fairly lengthy lay um and then our truck got re repositioned it was smooth though it was like yeah you know we um we didn't run out of water yeah, mm-hmm. we were running. I mean, we were running two and a half. We were running double inch and a half. Yeah, because the guys are like, "Should we run a two and a half?" I was like, "It's this thing's going so like, there's no reason for it." Yeah, and yeah, it's gonna totally, be. And I, and I knew it was gonna gone. be. Yeah. yeah, and as we're pulling up, I'm like, "There's grass fire and trees and like this is gonna be more uh, like Exposure. fiddly little work." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, so it's not gonna be like big hit like to not to stop anything. It's like mm-hmm. we're literally just trying to make sure it doesn't go anywhere else. Yeah, but I mean, it's easier to do that with the inch and a half. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, by far, yeah. Yeah, and actually, the knockdown even of the fire itself was pretty quick because it was kind of a, you know, it's like a legacy house, and and it was nothing inside of it. Yeah, so there was really much, no contents. Yeah, pretty much just like yeah. abandoned, like you said, old, old um, legacy style structure. Yeah, and yeah, nothing in it. So mm-hmm. we we're actually talking to one of the newer guys, but how when now he understands because his dad's been on for years. And yeah. He now understands how we can, uh, like, just you can just smell in the air. You, yeah. you know what you know what's burning, and you know uh, what kind of fire it's going to be, just yeah. by the smell. Because you can smell, oh, that's a structural fire. That's a car fire. That's a yeah. electrical fire. That's a, mm-hmm. this. That's a garbage dump <clears throat> fire. That's a, yeah. And then this one was that's like Grant's whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know you tell there's a tree on fire, but there's also like some other fire. Oh, uh, structure. Like it's like yeah. You start being able to like be the connoisseur of uh, a fire. <laughs> You got, the, you got the nose for it. Yeah. Smoke reading via smell. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're, you're alluding to it. Yeah, we were doing a whiskey. You were, were you there in that whiskey tasting? We went to the whiskey tasting? No, thing? God, no. He doesn't no. drink whiskey. Oh, yeah, you hate whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> we went to this whiskey tasting event, and, uh, and there was all these peaty whiskey, so, like, very smoky. So we're, like... <laughs> Delicious. And the, guy, and the guy's some famous, like, whiskey yeah. guy up there, and he's... 
what do you uh, what do you uh, everyone what does everyone taste people are like i taste caramel i taste um, yeah it's got some fruity notes it's, it's got, got this fruity notes and hints of lavender and, and we're like tastes like structured fire <laughs> and he's like what he's like ah fireman and then later on we're like mm, a little bit of vehicle fire mixed with <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that peaty smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyways, yeah, the knockdown was fast. After a 900 foot supply line drop. Yeah. Yeah. But, like we've said earlier, we'd rather lay a shit ton of line and have a solid supply of water. You just never know. We didn't know it was empty, we didn't know what was inside of it. We did have that vehicle that was really close. Um, it was there was a house across the road. And then there was another structure that was close field. by. That's right. Uh, and a bunch of businesses just on the other side of the fence. Yeah. So, I mean, there was many reasons why um, having a solid supply. Uh, yeah, that, like, if that was summer, mm-hmm. that would be a much different fire. That would have been a big difference. Those trees would have not died off right away. That, that, yeah. that mm-hmm. would have rocked, yeah. for sure. Yeah, because those trees, there's, there's a good line of them. And these are, these are full grown. These are probably like, what, like... Oh, 75 feet? Yeah, we were having a little yeah. difficulty even yeah. touching the top of mm-hmm. the yeah. host tree. Very, very yeah. large, large old growth trees. And um, yeah, they, they go all the way down that long kind of yeah. uh, property line. Yeah. And then another 90 degree adjacent to the other property line right. down towards the river. That yeah, it's actually our old uh, CB rail easement mm. um, right. from way back in the day, right? So there's there was trees planted the entire length of this yeah. thing. Um, yeah, it's funny, like, we laid so much hose getting to that, when we got positioned to, we actually went on the other side of it to do uh, structural protection on the other businesses. Um, I'm like, oh, there's a hydrant here. Well, we're about one length short of getting there. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, like, guys want to come, and there's still a lot of work to be done, so we actually ended up shuttling just a water tender, um, which was easy work, but... Yeah, yeah, because that was our job is just to make sure that there was no spread, uh, keeping those trees soaked, um, yep. which you know worked out really well. Yep. And in that area, there's a bunch of uh, uh, like squatters yeah. uh, set up camp in there because it's nice and tree. It's it's a, you know semi private, but there is still some light from some of these businesses. So um, yeah, there's a couple camps that we that we were checking because they were like right next to the truck. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it was pretty interesting. Um, so that was our, our three structure fires in a day. Uh, one of them turned out to be real, but, uh, yeah, it wasn't the packing house, but oh, it sure got the heart pumping when you, oh God. <laughs> well, especially those nighttime fires, right? When you see that large glow, mm-hmm. like it makes it look so much worse than it is as you approach. Absolutely. <clears throat> so yeah, it gets everybody fired up. And like you said, this is, this is still in the heart of the industrial area. Like there, there's oh, yeah. not well, kind of on the edge where there's We're a block other... off of main street. Yeah. Really? Exactly. Lots of businesses, Blocking lots out. of buildings. Yep. So it changes the dynamic, mm-hmm. or it could have changed that dynamic yep. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, and, sorry, what, uh, so we're chatting a little bit about um, rolling out of the out of the hall with manpower. Yeah. Right? Because we always have that chat. I mean, you guys seem to be doing a fairly good job all the time of filling trucks fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's those times where, you know, we end up rolling... Okay, well, I got three. Am I going to roll or am I going to wait another moment or two for another person to come through the doors? So I think we're not having trouble filling trucks. We're trying to not fill trucks with only officers. Yes. Because <laughs> so, yeah. so, right now, a lot of our officers live close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they're still super active officers. So they show up and we're all like, 
Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, sometimes he, it's like, like first five people there are all officers. All officers so you, yeah. you don't want to overstaff the truck, but you also don't want to ha- leave guys behind. Maybe another guy will show up. No, you want you want to get people on the boots on the ground. You want mm-hmm. to get water on the fire. So, um, yeah, we've been doing our best to not put like everybody in the back. Like your truck had what? You had yeah. So it was, three officers on board. Yeah, deputy chief, myself. Rob, so there's three officers, yeah, and two firefighters. Like, so we were a full truck, and there was other trucks still coming behind us, yeah. But I mean, yeah, that was heavy. Uh, we absolutely could have failed the first truck with all officers, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, and then like two of our guys went, oh, well, plus the chief, so two, three of our guys went, three of our officers, man, like command, and uh, two uh, duty, like duty officer went direct to see the duty truck, and then mm-hmm. one of our other guys who lives in that part of town, he was the first one there, so he's mm-hmm. he was calling the holding the ball for a while so yeah they're all there um but yeah we're you know you don't want to be delayed waiting for a regular firefighter to get on that's right but you also don't want to roll all command because now you're like well it's all command mm-hmm. but at the same time is they can transition jobs they can shift gears yes it's not like nope i only know how to do command stuff we're all gonna watch here and <laughs> command this fire to stop <laughs> so every one of our guys is still very active um back when i started it was more um more, a lot of the officers went direct. Yeah. Well, you, well, you were on, yeah, obviously yeah. I started too, yeah, mm-hmm. on this level. So, yeah, and you remember it was, it was yeah. a whole lot of direct. And it was it was definitely a lot of radio chatter in the beginning too, because the call would come in and the first kind of group of officers would start chiming in on the radio. If they're, hey, yeah, I'm on this, I'm, I'm close to, I'm going direct. Oh, so-and-so, I'm going direct. Okay, well, where are you? Okay, well, you're going to beat me, so I'm going to go to the hall. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of that chit-chat. Remember, we're going kind yeah, of yeah. back and forth. And sometimes you'd arrive there and yeah, there'd be, Two officers arriving direct on their personal vehicles. Yeah, and then it was kind of like a hands-off officer thing. It was like everybody well, just turned there. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, but like, even when they came on the truck, it was very hands-off officer. Like they, right, yeah. they were kind of, they'd station themselves on the four corners. Yeah. And kind of watch the fire from the exterior and let us do our thing. But then it kind of became like, okay, well, like, so then there were senior firefighters inside doing their work, and we'd have to come out. Yeah, give our account of what's going on inside. I'm like, well, isn't there an officer in here with us? Mm-hmm. That's right, and that's yeah. when start doing the transition to making sure, like, no, we want to have those officers, you know, packed up and being a team lead in in yeah. your team. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So of course, when you do that, then you have, then you, now you're gonna have officers who still like fighting fires. Yeah. So now you're gonna have guys who are still like, well, if it comes down to it, I want to get the back of the truck too. So. Well, yeah, and, so and, and watch. <laughs> so that's yeah. kind of where we're at right now. We got guys who are still like. Yeah, I like fighting fire still. I'm not. Yeah. But that's where it should be, right? I mean, that's the big takeaway is generally your officers are pretty even savvy guys, right? So mm. you want that, you know, person with a lot of experience and a lot of ability to yeah. read that smoke, read those conditions inside making that team leader decision. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's where back in the day, not to say that the other firefighters weren't super senior as well, but you know, making that, that transition to mm-hmm. having that chief officer or captain or whoever in, right. involved. Yeah. So, um, I was having this discussion with one of our guys the other night, one of our like, regular firefighters the other night, and he was saying, yeah, it's awesome they're getting on the trucks. He goes, but then they need to not, <laughs> they need to be able to hand off the job duties. Yeah, don't be yeah. stuck yeah. completely on that. Yeah. On and that. I think sometimes we're all like guilty of like, kind of being like, well, I'm, I'm the, like, I'm the backseat firefighter now, so this is my job. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we're still have a, I'm still wearing a different color hat because mm-hmm. when the next truck arrives, they're not going to know that you were the backseat firefighter. They're going to be like, "Why the hell is he running the hose?" Mm-hmm. Weird. And then they're gonna, so 
and they're looking for some sort of leadership. Right? Yeah. So you know, we were talking about tonight, maybe being more, um, Like more to the point of like, hey, when trucks start, when other trucks start arriving, when more manpower starts arriving, handing those tasks back to the yeah. back to the frontline guys. That's right. Um, yeah, and taking taking that step back. Yeah, because kind of the scenario we we're talking about for that event was, you know, if you have a little officer heavy truck, you know, you've already stretched those lines out, you're already starting to action the fire. Mm-hmm. Now, as more members arrive, they're advancing up yeah. with crew and equipment. Delegate these jobs off, make your teams, and then you can branch that off, take that yeah, officer so that, out of that, you know, nozzleman position, for example, mm-hmm. and okay, now you're going to be, you know, the team leader on the Charlie side or, or whatever the hell the case, right? Yeah, for sure. I think that, that was, like, Scott brought up a really good point before we hit record tonight, that if you are that guy that's on a nozzle, like, your situational awareness of yeah. who's coming behind you, like, you don't really know what's happening. You, you know, you, you might hear that truck coming, but like, what's their job? Are are there free hands yet? Mm-hmm. And you're still kind of like zoned in on your job. Yeah. So that's where maybe another one of those guys can come up to you, tap tap on the shoulder. Hey, like, I grab grab this for you. Perfect. Yep. Done. Mm-hmm. Um. Or you know, command can go go yeah. over the radio. Uh. Hey, you know, unit two, whatever. Send a firefighter up. Let's tag out Scott or Ash or whoever yeah. is on the hose line. Um. And then peel those guys back, so so they can still be packed up and ready to work, but they can be with a team. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing is you peel somebody off, you know, the the nozzle on the mm-hmm. Charlie side. Yeah. Okay. Well, now you make him the team leader of the Charlie side because mm-hmm. he was just there, so he knows exactly what's going on there. Yeah. You don't peel him off and be like, okay, you're going writ. Well, I, was just, yeah. I don't know anything yeah. about what's going on here. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, you could, but yeah. it's the most sensible thing would be like, hey, you're the you know cover Charlie side now. You're yeah. over there. And that's where that's where the panel call and the volunteer departments are, are unique um, compared to like a, a full time department, right? Because yeah. again, we don't know who is arriving to these yeah. first trucks For when sure. those tones drop. There ain't gonna be five captains working on working the uh, no exactly <laughs> working right? the shift. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where you have to adapt, and because we all know we want that water on the fire quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so roll that truck out if we're rolling with three people, and then make those transitions afterwards. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at our lengthy list of things to talk about tonight. Jump down. <laughs> one thing. Yeah, one thing. It's been a long weekend for all of us. You yeah. Said, you, you said you had some accidents? MVS, but they were all kind of. Oh, yeah. We had uh, power line down and nothing exciting. His TELUS line down, full mm. line. And then uh, some MVAs. It was pretty much kind of a non event. And uh, just. Just a couple of minor things like that. Pretty pretty tame for for us, that's for sure. Um, our practice, we just we started doing our um, one year kind of refreshers for the uh, structure protection and mm-hmm. wildland fire deployment stuff. Nice. <clears throat> so we did all the uh, the theory and and stuff on that the other night. So it was mostly in house. Go through that the PowerPoint and discussions and that's the S one fifteen. No, they've changed the name of it now, so oh. it's again. S P P W something. I don't know. You guys are you guys are going to something. Yeah. Two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. They just reamped the that course name again. Oh. Um, but yeah, then next is the practical stuff. Right. Right. And that's all the sprinkler like. Not necessarily. No, just just structure protection stuff as far as like for for um, uh, what we could do like what you guys do on deployment, right? Oh, right. okay. So right. your, your provincial deployment like engine model. boss kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but not the engine boss course. Right. Just the the. Mm-hmm. What's the word? Um, kind of your your prerequisite 
for being deployed. You have to have oh, them to yeah. be deployed. Yeah, okay, I get mm-hmm. So the is it like the one that they they put out by the yeah that you can teach it now. Yeah, you know, so right. Right. Yeah, we that's when we're doing we usually wait till May. May. May yeah. when we're at doing ours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That takes a whole month for us. Well, it'll probably take, I mean, you guys will it's be... It's going to take us a couple practices now to uh, do all the uh, practical stuff. Yeah. Um, but we put the majority of the guys all through the PowerPoint stuff. Because right. they taught, they, t- they tweaked it this time. Yeah, they did. They, um, it's more like deployment. Yeah, it, they have a whole deployment model as well, like what, yeah, to, what to pack, what to prepare, yeah, yeah. paperwork, documentation, all yeah. that crap. Yeah. Yeah, so I printed off before our first deployment. I printed off, like, basically yeah. the PowerPoint had it to the guys. I'm like, read this. They're like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But some of the stuff in there was also like, uh, <laughs> like it made it sound like you're going to go there and it's going to be like the military and they're going to be like, and it was actually not that at all. Like it sounded like, like if they catch you doing like, if your shoes aren't polished, you're going to be out <laughs> like kind of stuff. It's like, can we get there? Everyone's like, yeah, no, whatever. Set a high bar before you leave. It's yeah. yeah. It's basically prepping the departments to know what equipment and PPE you should be having because in the past. People have uh, put their name on the list to be deployed, and a department would deploy a truck, and the guys would get there with like running turtle gear yeah. and like the not proper equipment, yeah. like Nomex coveralls and not proper helmets and yeah. all that stuff. You know, like you need a certain amount of hand tools, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, usual exciting <laughs> PowerPoint yeah. stuff. Yeah, there's really no way to make a PowerPoint super exciting. No, it's not very sexy. Actually, I did hear the other day because I was teaching stuff to bleed the other day. Um, to the law enforcement guys. Mm-hmm. I said, and we, you know, it's like, it's like an hour and a half course, right? But then they're like, they're like, that was like the most exciting PowerPoint I've ever been in. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because I showed you like eight videos of police shooting people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or various people getting injured. Yeah, <laughs> graphic, graphic yeah, content. Like, yeah, that just makes the video go by a little faster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that, you know, part of that course, when we talk about that course too, it's, that's the buying, right? Like, like we show people, because, if, if you haven't been around those types of, of massive hemorrhaging events, uh, you don't quick, you don't realize how quickly something actually bleed out. So yeah. with the video content that we use, um, it, it's very humbling to see how fast something can go unresponsive. Yeah. And yeah. why it's so damn important to get on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I typically by the time I'm done usually teaching, they're like, oh, where are they buying these rings from? Because they want yeah, them, they want them for their hunting backpack or when they go, mm-hmm. like one guy was a log, well, he used to be a logger. He's like, I never had one of these. He's like, in the walking. middle of nowhere. He's like, yeah. I used to cut myself, like, fairly, like not on the regular, but he's like, I cut myself a good couple of times pretty bad. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what else have we been up to? Uh, we, we spent a bit of time... Training grounds. ...being springtime now. Mm. Like, this past winter for us has been weird. We had... We were unseasonably low amount of snow, but in the valley... We got some, and it never really went away. Yeah. So, it made our training grounds really muddy, like really well now it's really messy. It was muddy, yeah. Yeah, um, and it was tough to keep things like tidy and clean. So, um, a, a few of us went down there over, over the course of the weekend. Uh, we had a couple pieces of equipment. Uh, <laughs> it was quite the event. <laughs> it's typically the yeah typical couple pieces of the wrong equipment, and then yeah. we got the right equipment later. <laughs> yeah, we, we literally had like the smallest. Kubota mini excavator. <laughs> and... Yeah, so yeah, because we have all these cars that we've chopped over the last year sitting there, and we're trying to like line them up, get them <laughs> prepped. Because uh, 
lot of times you, you know you burn the car once because yeah. we don't have a gas prop down there right now. We're actually we're in the work of getting making one. Yeah. So you know you burn the car once and then after that you shove pallets in, burn it again, keep burning it with pallets inside, and then unfortunately there's a bunch of pallets now like half burnt because they never burn up totally. Yeah. So then the wrecking guy wants it back, but he doesn't want all the pallets all in the there. debris inside. Yeah. 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 So Ash actually found it like a good way because what we used to do is like we kind of turn the car over on the side and give it like a shake with a forklift or something. Mm-hmm. So now we're just like, oh, well, if we cut the roof right off these things, like with the chop saw, mm. pull the roof off, and then with the mini excavator we have, just take it out. With yeah, it's the, got a bucket and a nice. thumb. You can just reach in there and pull the, it, it takes out like 90% of it, and nice. then the last of it you just go by hand or whatever, right? Uh, so we did that to, to four of them, like back back to back, which also going back to that battery K12. Oh, man. <laughs> Money. Mm-hmm. It made quick work of all of that, and there was still, still battery left. So yeah. on a fresh charge with a good blade... Um, that really, really. That's Mil- Milwaukee duos are like. I mean, we use yeah. them on that structure part. Didn't mention that. Yeah, on that's that. right. Because the uh, when the building, because the building just started collapsing, right? Yeah. So then we had um, it was all tin roof stuff. So we were discussing like, okay, because we, we got to get it in there because it's all underneath the, the, the debris is burning underneath yeah, it. So you we need to overhaul it properly. Yeah. So uh, a couple guys they went in. They sounded the. Floor. <laughs> they sounded the floor. I lost my ear. They sounded the floor and um and then as they go they take the um the grinder and kind of chop the pieces and we pull it out for them and then uh when we finally knock one of the walls over we actually took the the k12 and mm-hmm. ran it mm-hmm. the full length and took the whole roof off yeah because you guys are running the milwaukee uh grinder the large grinder yeah. we have a li- large and a small yeah and we have a seven inch and we have a five inch yeah yeah and then the 14 inch now you got that yeah. uh milwaukee um chop saw mm-hmm. yeah so yeah awesome. with the chop saw back to the training drum mm-hmm. man that thing was like a pillar, B pillar, C pillar. Like, I was, like, going through everything. Just, <laughs> just like, I was taking off tailgates and not tailgates. Um, lift uh, lift gates off of, yep. like, Hondas and stuff. I was cutting through everything. <laughs> just, <laughs> and then Ash would come with an excavator rip it out. But, yeah, yeah, like I was saying, we had, with the wrong equipment, we had, like, a orchard tractor <laughs> and this little mini excavator. And we're trying to push, like, this truck. So, it's, yeah. like, I'm on the back backed into it like pushing with the tractor and ashes in the front with a claw we're trying to walk this stupid tra- <laughs> we, we get it to where we want to go and then we get a flat tire on the tractor and then, then we're like yeah. so then we call one of the guys and he comes down and he works the town so he's like he's like i'll just call and so he calls and gets the actual like a backhoe. proper size backhoe yeah <laughs> and with all the work we did for like two hours he did in like 10 minutes yeah, yeah. oh yeah he's talking cars <laughs> it's that like, was nuts it was such fast work and then we did some prep work to the ground he's like yeah i can back blade this out because there's you know like lots of mud previously and, yeah um lots of like ruts and stuff from us being down there training and such so yeah he did a quick back blade uh, made it all nice and dialed in now it looks really nice awesome which is so, good because uh one thing we started this last week was uh our tenure <laughs> it's not a tenure committee it's a tenure plan committee. yeah so we're trying to make a tenure plan for the training ground right because right now our training ground is very it's a very rural training ground it's not mm. a it's not paved it's mm. we got a lot of stuff down there we got a lot of props we do like we got we got more probably burn buildings than anyone else in the valley because yeah. <laughs> i mean we're about to have another one yeah we're about to have three mm. um so yeah we kind of did things i think we did things backwards in a lot of departments but the only reason, but it worked for us because a lot of departments will build their infrastructure, like they'll they'll pave it, they'll get everything built, and they won't actually do anything until everything's just right, like everything's perfect. Actually, you guys are well, you guys are you guys are all your infrastructure built put in, but yeah. that was because you built a new hall. Yeah, because we built a new hall. Yeah, 
But a lot of people I see when they build a new training ground, it's like, okay, they got to make sure it's paved and they got the gas lines all sticking up. Mm -hmm. Then they put their, um, everything in and they don't actually train on the training ground for like five years. <laughs> so, like, that's a lot of training time lost. Yeah. Well, what we just had dirt. We're like, whereas we was like, oh, yeah, yeah. building. Yeah, let's <laughs> can down. Okay, let's light that on fire. <laughs> that's awesome. Let's put another piece of the sea can on. So we would like use the training ground, like we would use the props as we're building them. <laughs> we just mm -hmm. keep adding to them, like, hey, we need one of these things, so we can add another piece. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's very Frankenstein some of our stuff because, but unfortunately, the ground is very muddy. Mm -hmm. um, so one thing we do want to do that's part of our plan is to pave the area. Yeah. Um, put start getting the gas props in. They're going a little bit more. Yeah, um, extend the. I wasn't professional, but a little bit more. Yeah, uh, it was a bit more dialed. Yeah. Yeah. It'll also yeah. be like cleaner and. Just easy mm -hmm. overall. So it'd be awesome for us. And then, like, we've we've chatted about our seminar that we host every second year until now. Um, in our 10-year ten, plan, the idea would be that the facility could house the entire show, excluding the banquet and the after party. That's right. Um, so all of your day, daytime activities, active firefighting, uh, yeah, by, by that time, we're going to have like four buildings set up, AutoWex set up. Um, there's some, could do some over embankment stuff, um, driver course, yeah. a ton, ton of opportunity there. Uh, firefighter challenge or fire pit, whatever you call it. Because um, yeah. we want to put up a building down there again. Mm -hmm. So, proper, some of like our, a proper building. Like a proper building, like a, not a burn one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where we can house some of our stuff that we have currently in our museum here. Yep. at the hall uh that can be stored down there like we don't need to have our high ab or we've got our old 50s chev or our scooby van yeah. like those things don't need to be part of our like first response units here yep. those those mm -hmm. can live there um so you can run some of the stuff you know we're not big on classroom for that type of event but there is an opportunity to have some indoor activities there mm -hmm. right. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that'll be nice because that's <clears throat> I mean, that discussion has gone on for years, right, of having a lot of stuff down there, but it's just never been um, organized enough or, or dialed enough to mm -hmm. have all those events. Because, I mean, how many events is there now? 24. 24, right? Yeah. That's a lot. Like mm -hmm. you said, they're all hands-on. Yeah. Before, we, there was a half or class, and then you slowly start waiting the classroom stuff out to more hands-on, yeah. more hands-on. We're utilizing the river. Yeah, I mean, the river, obviously, we can't have that at the training ground. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we, but... But so. there's other things we can switch out yeah. in place of the river. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, down the venue down in the community center is great. Uh, it is. It's just a big pain to try and move. Mm -hmm. Like, moving Everything three burn... Everything yeah, down there. Well, move, moving three burn buildings down to a... Mm -hmm. uh, and none of them are, like... But they're there. They're, like, one or two piece. Yeah. They get the job done. And it's it's quick. Yeah. But it's a lot of work. Yeah. Well, just uh, the whole event in general, like, so you got... The car fire, so you bring the burn pads yeah. over the other other cars, all the pallets, everything you got to burn. Mm. <clears throat> uh, Fortis Gas is there digging in lines. Fortis Electric is yeah. there putting in poles in the ground for their mm -hmm. demos. Like yeah, all that could be just down at the train down there, set up and like yeah. semi permanent, right? Yeah, yeah. So we kind of started. That was half of the idea of what, uh, like, why we wanted to be there. Like, let's just go get an early, you know, start to get get you know getting things tidied up, and then uh, furthermore really put eyes on hey like what can we do in the future and like how is this whole area going to be laid out like we're only a couple guys that are on on the inaugural committee but being there working you can put eyes on it and be like yeah i think this would look nice here i think if we did this and this and just sort of make some rough plans that we can bring to the committee and 
yeah. um, start you know, finally pushing forward. Yeah. Well, one thing we are going to do uh, right away is we got some, how big are those cinder blocks? They're not cinder blocks, those, those cement blocks. What are, are they? Did you figure that out? They're like, you know, the big one. Four foot like, by. Yeah, I've got a few at my house. They're yeah, three, three, four, three, three or four foot tall by yeah. five feet long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the three by fives. It's several yeah. several hundred yeah. pounds. Um, so what we want to do, um, when we had the guys doing auto here last year, they wanted, they put a car on its side because they wanted to have it so that way we could only access it from the door. Yeah, put it up beside it. Yeah, so wall. we're, so this time, I counted how many, we have, we actually have a fair amount of those blocks, so um, what we want to do is we're going to have, um, we're going to make one shoot. We're actually going to do it close to our search building, so we can actually use if we want to do a car like almost like it's crashed into a building, we can do it there and have the have the one wall as the, the opposite side, mm-hmm. and then using that wall, we'll have uh, like a narrow um, space for um, a car to slide in on its side. So basically, the car will be kind of sandwiched between these two center blocks, so that you can only access it from whatever door is sticking up and the trunk, trunk or hatch, yeah, yeah, and then. Uh, Using that wall again, we're going to go to the next section, which is going to be a little wider. And we can flip a car on its roof and slide it in. So now mm-hmm. it's like okay, you can only access it, access it basically from the trunk, or you're going to cut a hole. I don't know. There's other there's other options, but basically, yeah. basically from the trunk. Yeah. Um. So it gives that that much more challenging auto X and just car on its wheels sitting there. Even going nowhere. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> that was very similar to a lot of the scenarios. Um. We used to do uh, this. Oh shit! This is like 20 years ago now. Um, went to Armstrong for these um, extrication competitions hmm. and uh, we were there and I can't remember the name of the, the group that actually did it now but uh, tons of departments were there we put in a team of six and uh, you'd have to have a medic a team lead etc etc right and amazing scenarios multiple vehicles to like said like up against the walls for um, limited access uh, power lines down power poles penetrating things hmm. and uh, everything was timed and they're so fun. And with that structure you guys are talking about putting in with blocks and stuff, you could make so many amazing skill sets for all sorts of stuff. All of a sudden, like what Tom was talking about with like heavy duty urban search and rescue stuff, like their training yeah. grounds. Like you have a little area that's dedicated for that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's crazy. Like we're a pretty busy corridor for travel here. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been touch wood, like lucky over the past few years that our incidents have been fairly minor but like we need to have the skill set for that big incident that that will one day happen here again um so having these you know training props and facilities in place um absolutely you know i'd rather have a skill set that i hopefully never have to use Mm. uh but with we're only going to be getting busier like we are heavy heavy tourist area this uh corridor is just just it's getting busier and busier Mm -hmm. so with uh with that comes a higher chance of, you know, lar- a larger scale incident. No, it's exciting. That training mm-hmm. ground, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's a great area uh, just to keep building and building. Yeah, because we got the land. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's something, I don't know what is actually on paper <laughs> about, I don't think well, <laughs> we, we have the land, but uh, I, I think that's going to be kind of point, point number one. We kind of just keep, like, spreading ourselves out and is ours i don't really want to know how much land we have because i would rather just be like this is ours and like just keep spreading it until they're like uh no. Too late. <laughs> we touched it first sorry it's ours. It's yeah. it. i licked it first <laughs> like we've got our driver's course and then when uh the wildfires were here yeah. they started to set up camp over on like kind of adjacent to us 
and then they brought in a whole bunch of fill because like the ground was kind of shitty so they brought fill in and they leveled the, the ground but they put the rest of the fill like right in the middle of our driver's course yeah. so I'm like yeah like it's ours but it's not ours okay mm-hmm. well yeah. so yeah half of it like you say like you don't really want to it's kind of a big beg permission or ask for forgiveness yeah um I, I think if we start to lay down you know payment <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll be yeah the payment will definitely be ours <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah once we put 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 that down yeah. but once we do our like our permanent building um we'll have a loose conversation <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean it's great because it's still a town line it's not like yeah so yeah. we are part of the town yeah I absolutely remember, like, get, get out of here yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, what I mean, what we do is very important. And like we've said previously, um, it's not even just for us, but we have again another department coming this yeah. coming Wednesday. Um, so it's a regional thing that like the all the fire department, the town of is all like very proud to be able to host yeah. these like many scenarios. Uh, with other departments, um, it, it looks really good for everybody. So definitely lean lean heavy on that when we mm-hmm. go for our building permit because we can't just start framing a building. <laughs> oh yeah, the myth is that there is that yes. <laughs> rules. Yeah, we can we can build CCAN buildings without permits. Maybe <laughs> shit. Yeah, maybe you can. <laughs> They're all portable. You, yeah, they're not permanent structures. You, you don't need, yeah, you you don't need a permit, permit if it's yeah. a portable structure. Yeah. yeah. And we That's prove right. it's portable because we take it out of the community it center every two years. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, always thinking ahead. Um, we've, we've said many, many times, like, <coughs> find yourself a chunk of land. If it's borrowed property, if it's the landfill or something mm. that your you know, town or municipality uh, can provide for you or with you. Um, and get something on there and then always keep on expanding. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So on that, do we have anything else you guys want to touch on? I think we kind of hit all of our major points on the board. (laughs) Jump down. down. (laughs) No, I think that's good for tonight. Next week, we'll probably have a lot more to talk about. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, Modus, we'll start with those guys if somebody wants to take them. Um, but we do have something pretty, pretty exciting, uh, that we're working on with them, uh, starting on Tuesday. So yeah. we'll see what we're able to share right away. Yeah. But, uh, we are getting, getting together with them on Tuesday and Wednesday of this coming week. Uh, pretty exciting things. Uh, so if you wanted info on some of the things that they offer, maybe Todd. Yeah, Modus. Uh, so, of course, the Snagger tool is the claim to fame. Uh, they have so many other uh, pieces of equipment network tools. Uh, you've got the mini spanners, the wedges, um, your soft entry, your Lloyd tools, your mask bags, um, uh, hose straps, you name it. It's, the list goes on and on to all the fun little um, uh, bottle openers and mm-hmm. things like that as well. Um, your hydrant wrenches, which is amazing. Um, yeah, so Modus, check them out. Um, and if you want a discount on that, DTFF5 will give you 5% off uh, your order. Absolutely. Uh, Scott, stop the bleed. Uh, stop the bleed. Three methods of bleeding control are um, direct pressure, wound packing, and um, tourniquet application. If you're going to use a tourniquet, use a good one. Uh-huh. Uh, try to, uh, the, you can find them on 
Not wish. <laughs> not wish. Definitely not, not wish. Yeah. Um, usually, usually, uh, you know, uh, the a soft tea or um, cats probably going to be kind of your standards. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to even find other ones. I, I find like unless you're looking specifically in like a medical. I know shop. we were talking about that last week, and um, you know, like there's I have a couple different training ones that I I have in my supplies, uh, but and even the stop of course it, it gives you the uh, a variety of approved mm. tourniquets. However, the most common ones that we see everywhere um, in North America, but even just our area, are just the cats and softies yeah. and talking to some of my other buddies who are um uh with certain agencies and, and tactical agencies um they generally carry the cats but they also have a couple of the um the softies because they like them for a different purpose yep. um and i like that for actually i think you have to disconnect the strap because yep. it, it clips on so much quicker quickly yeah quicker quicker <laughs> yeah i find the softy better for uh if you're putting on somebody yeah if you have to pull pull, pull apart to put it on something yeah. absolutely right yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, sorry, stop the bleed, uh, stop the bleed.org if you were interested in uh, taking a course or becoming an instructor. Um, nice. if you, and check us, out on, check us out on YouTube to um, kind of go through the course content. That's right. Uh, Todd and I are on there talking about it. Yep. I actually looked at it the other day because it, it, it had actually been over a year since I taught a full stop the bleed. Yeah. I always teach like refreshers and stuff on people. So I was like, oh, I gotta remember how to do most of this stuff. <laughs> I mean, it just comes back right away. It's, it's I mean, bleeding control is easy. Like, yeah. it's basically like, <laughs> put pressure on it <laughs> oh absolutely i mean there, there's definitely a variety of takeaways in that course yeah and if you can really front load those to get people to remember that's yeah. the that's the priority right and that's the hands-on skills and the yeah. practical stuff for sure uh yeah if you want to grab some things after taking the course rescueessentials.com yeah. yeah check out rescue essentials um a lot of good varieties of uh, different uh, training devices and uh, actual kits mm-hmm. whether you just want to build your own pack or ifac uh, or buy one that's fully outfitted. You can get through them. Beauty. Uh, Tanner Olson, Scott. Country music out of West Coast of Canada. I don't know what he's doing right now. <laughs> Everything's so up Things there. are opening up. Yeah, so. things are opening up, supposedly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, check them out. And then, obviously, check us out. Um, give us a like, share, subscribe, rate, comment on all of our socials. Uh, it just helps with the... Uh, you know, get, getting us out in front of more people, uh, which, again, helps us do what we do here. Uh, so we are on the Facebooks, the YouTube, the Instagram, the TikToks, um, and all of your streaming platforms. So uh, definitely we appreciate uh, all, all the love that we get there, all the comments and the messages. Uh, keep that coming. Um, yeah. I think that's that. Any more for any more, as Carl says? I'm good. Thank you. Good night. Thanks, good night. As always, stay safe, stay TTFI.